You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to Inside Real Estate, your source for all things mortgage and real estate related. The show that brings you all the hottest topics and insights directly from those who know it most. Now sit back and enjoy the show. And we're back. What's up, everyone? Paul Poslakis, Salvatore Guzmano, Brad Weisgerber. We are Inside Real Estate. Uh, today, we have a really exciting show. We've got Mark Z, uh, one of the biggest names in Metro Detroit. If, you, if you're national, you know, look him up. He's, he's all over the place here in Metro Detroit. Um, I do want to start by saying thanks to our audience. For anybody that's new, you can find us on Facebook at forward slash IRE Podcast. Uh, you can also go to IREpodcast.com. Uh, we are Facebook Live, and you can also see us in any podcast app that you might find. Uh, and we appreciate all the support. Uh, today, we're going to be talking to Mark Z. Mark Z, if you don't know him, this is who he is. How sick are you? Are, are you <laughs> sick of hearing that, by the way? Yeah, it's embedded in my head, my kids' head. <laughs> yeah, dude. So we, we also had something very special that one of Sal's friends, he's a huge fan of yours. You know you've made it when you've got this happening. Ready? Get the Z guarantee. Come on, Z. Call it 44. Wow. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> One of my buddies like just sent me that out of the blue like he, and he like he didn't even know necessarily what it was but it, the the name stuck with him, right? Yeah, he's obviously been practicing. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, pretty, pretty, good. pretty good. So obviously I mean he, he, Mark does a lot of really great marketing. Uh there's a lot of things we want to talk about. I want to talk to Mark today about his switch from e, uh from Keller Williams to EXP, which I think was poignant. It's something that was a big part of what happened recently with him. I do want to talk about his marketing and, and first I want to start with how you got into the business and how you ended up where you are today in, in you know a, a four minute fashion. Absolutely. Gosh, it's uh it's a hell of a story. Um uh, I got into the business, honestly. Uh, I graduated from college, uh you know, had big dreams and aspirations. I was supposed to be the doctor in the family, but I hated science. Um, you know, <laughs> As my, we all do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my parents gave me two alternatives. They said, you could be anything you want to be in life, either a doctor or a lawyer. Choose one. Uh, you know, That's science- what my mom said. You must be Arabic. <laughs> yeah. <my> mom- <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all I had. Yep. Uh, actually got accepted at law school. Um, backed out at the last minute. Uh, thank God. Um, it was not your thing. Yeah, I would not have survived. No. Uh, my wife's an attorney, and to see what she went through to actually get through it, uh, yeah, it just wasn't for me. Okay. Um, I was born and raised an entrepreneur. My dad owned a restaurant for uh, 30 years. So do I did. Yeah. yeah. Did he? Good, yeah. Good. Horrible life. Because like brothers. It's a horrible life. Horrible life. I did not want to – my dad owned four restaurants, and I was like, no way I'm doing that. I grew up in it. Yeah, my dad told me, uh, if you end up getting in the restaurant business, I will kill you. Yeah. It was like not even an option. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. I was uh, dish-dogging at uh, – the worst part was the restaurant was within uh, a quarter mile of my house. Yep. So Saturday mornings, every time the phone rang at home, I was always scared it was him. Dishwasher. Yeah. You, you, you didn't call in. You must come now. We're busy. <laughs> you know? Jump well, out of bed. Yeah, we grew up together. Yeah. And I was supposed like... to be ready. Like I was supposed to be wake up in the morning at 8 o'clock and just be ready for the call. Yeah. You never was, right? <laughs> yeah. And every time the phone rang, you're just scared it was him. Yeah, right? dude. Yeah. And so uh, you know, I'd have to run to the restaurant. Literally, it was within walking distance, which was the worst. <laughs> so, uh, but he was just like the Dunkin' Donuts commercial. He'd get up at four in the morning yep. and work until, you know, unlike your dad who had four, uh, my dad didn't know how to leverage. And, uh, you know, oh, my he, dad wasn't good at it either. He just got lucky. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. He felt like uh, if he wasn't there, the restaurant would have shut down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Four in the morning, he used to go there to make the donuts and wouldn't uh, leave till 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I never seen my dad except when you come home from school, we'd go there to eat dinner. Same thing. Yeah. So, that was where I got my work ethic from. That's yeah. all I knew. That's all I seen. You know, it was at 16 hours a day. Yeah. I don't even know how I was made. I mean, when was there time? <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. Yeah, Christmas is actually, I always say Christmas is actually his only day off. Yeah. Never had a family vacation growing up. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I seen him and it was like he was in jail. Yeah. You know, basically. Uh, after about 20 years, um, he ended up closing the restaurant down at 6 p.m. You know, I'd see him. He'd come home at like 6. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, growing up, uh, they wanted me to get an education and uh, what, big, they, yeah. what they knew was, you know, you go to school and you become something. Um, coincidentally, right next to the restaurant was a Century 21 office. So all those realtors used to go into the uh, restaurant 
and they'd actually borrow money from them. They didn't have money to even pay for their bills. So until their next commission check, they'd uh, your dad be flipping them money, right? He'd, he'd wow. be uh, spotting their bill until the end of the month. So why would closed. you go into real estate? You see all these guys broke. <laughs> oh, can you imagine their face when I came home and said yeah. I'm going to be a realtor? Yeah. Oh, they God. started crying. <laughs> yeah, you know? like, that's not happening. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. So I uh, graduated from college and uh, got that $30,000 a year job. Uh, I was living at home. I thought, you know, 600 a week was great. Yeah. Um, I remember when I came home with that offer letter, my mom was crying. You know, Mark, <laughs> this is nothing. How you going to live, Mark? Yeah. How you going to pay your bills? Yeah. I'm like, Mom, the only bill I have is a Corvette. You know, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's for fine. I live with you. You cook my food. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I had this black Corvette living at home, and uh, as long as I had enough money for uh, you know to go to the bar, that's it. Know? That's all we cared about. It was always a great feeling on Sunday morning when you wake up and you check your pants pockets, and you still had fifty bucks left. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was good. Rarely happened though. Yeah. yeah. So I was waiting tables and bartending uh, after college. Uh, got a job, like I said, with a company called Advanced Communications mm-hmm. um, Sales. Um, they ended up going out of business uh, or at, it's closing down that uh, that whole Cat Five technology thing. Yeah. Which doesn't say a lot about me being in, uh, in the sales department. <laughs> <laughs> didn't work out. Yeah. yeah, it didn't work out. I went to one of their competitors. Uh, that didn't work out, and there I was. I was uh, jobless. Didn't know what the hell I was going to do. My parents didn't have money. My dad made like forty grand a year. Yeah. We, we lived in a thousand square foot yeah. house. Yeah, um, buying a business was. Uh, He'd have to beg, borrow, and steal to get the money mm-hmm. to buy a business. I remember I was going to buy uh, a powerhouse gym at one time. It yeah. was like ready to close down. Yeah, at one was, point, yeah. I was looking for um, you know businesses that were failing, you know, because they were cheap enough that I could buy them. But mm-hmm. uh, that didn't work out. So what are you going to get into? The only thing you can get into is real estate or mortgages. You yeah. know, both free. Yeah. So um, honestly, it was a flip of a coin. Yeah. I didn't know which one <laughs> I was going to get into. Yeah. Uh, ended up getting into real estate. And uh, I went to uh, Coldwell Banker. And I was there for about uh, three years working buyers. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I was uh, still bartending and waiting tables during the day. Yeah, you got you to gotta supplement. You got to yeah. have that uh, paycheck. Right. And I was uh, grinding buyers, working uh, 70, 80 hours a week. Uh, if I wasn't at the restaurant bartending, waiting tables, I was doing open houses. I used to do open houses, so uh, four a weekend. So two on Saturday, oh, two wow. on Sunday. So you were hustling. Wow. hustling. You're, yeah, you are yeah. hustling. Uh so grinding buyers day in and day out, evenings, weekends, but it was no life, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Ready to get married. Um, didn't know how is it. I mean. What I, year is this, by the way? This is uh, 2000. So I've been in 16 years now. So about 2003 yeah. to 2006. This okay. is going on. Awesome. And I'm finding myself that I'm in the same rat race as my dad. You know, I'm yeah. working 78 hours. And um, if I wasn't in the business. It's not happening. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. So it's basically a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was uh I was making about a hundred grand a year, hundred, hundred and fifty grand a year the first three years. I yeah. mean I was doing good. Yeah. But you know, I'm working eighty hours a week. So I was really working it always cracks yeah. me up when um you know, I've got people who uh friends and family who, who make a hundred grand a year, but they're working eighty hours. That's really two jobs to me. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, yeah, if you break yeah, that yeah. down. Yeah, you, you, you work, break it down by hour. Yeah, you're not really making as much, and that's how I got to look at everything. Is what are you making an hour? Because right. that tells you what your time is worth, right? Right, and that's how I decide uh, when I'm going to delegate something too. Yeah, it's not worth your time at that point, right? Because exactly. I'm worth this much per hour. I'm not doing this because it makes sense for me to be doing something else. Absolutely, right? Um, and even to this point in my career, uh, that's always in the back of my mind. Can I get someone else to do that? You know, if I make X amount an hour. I should be paying someone else to do that. Right, like cutting grass. Yeah. Right, for instance, right? Like, I don't have time to cut my grass. Everything. Yeah. I mean, from picking up my dry cleaners to uh, you name it. you're more worth it doing this over here. I think a lot of people don't get that a lot of times is if you have the opportunity to pay it and it costs less than what you make per hour, just get it done. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So I get in the business and I'm working these 80 hours a week until one day uh, Coldwell Banker brings a guy named uh, Mike Ferry uh, to town and he does this training seminar. Um, about how to get listings. I had no idea how to get listings because <coughs> in the business, there's two parts. There's a listing side, the buyer side, right? Right. Mm-hmm. right. The buyer side isn't as complicated as the listing side, meaning people aren't interviewing you. People aren't deciding whether to go with you or something. Usually if you can go show them the house. Yeah. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Right. And so uh, newer agents always find the path of least resistance getting into the buyer side of the business. The listing side of the business, there's only a few in the industry. Uh, in fact, only maybe two or three in the state um, that have teams large enough where they carry, you know, listing inventory of a hundred plus listings. Yeah. 
that's what constitutes uh, to me a, a true team. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's these days the, everybody calls himself a team. You got two people, you're right. a team. You're right. Team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is true. This is true. That's very true. So he uh, he did a seminar and had a coaching program where he taught you how to go out and get listings from strangers, mm-hmm. other than your friends and family. Because until then, my only listings were friends and family. Oh, yeah, that's that's where everybody, that's yeah, where that's you, start. you start. Yeah, and you guys know when you guys do a loan for a friend yeah. or family, it's you're basically doing it for free. Hey, bro, yeah. you oh, come do? on, bro, come on. You, you, you really got to charge me that? You're gonna make money on me? Yeah, bro, we, we're, we are for profit, brother. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Right. So, right. Yeah. So you know they feel like they're doing you the favor. I mean, I could have listed with anybody. Yeah, bro, you know, I, I, know. I came yeah. to you. You know, I'm trying yeah. to hook you up. So. <laughs> So, you know, I mean, every <laughs> listing I was taking, I'm taking it like, you know, half Point. a percent, yeah. a percent, you know. Yeah. So that's, that's not really profitable. And so the buyer side of the business to me was just, you know, made way more sense until Mike Ferry comes to town and he teaches you how to go out and get expired listings and for sale by owners, what to say, objection handlers. So I paid $1,000 a month. I didn't even have $1,000 a month at the time. <laughs> right. But, you know, I told my wife, I said, listen, he's got a guarantee. It's a six-month guarantee. That if I don't make X amount, then he'll give me back the money. So I'm going to put on a credit card, and then I'll sport it out for six months. If it doesn't work, yeah, we're good. You know, we'll I'm pay gonna, it off. Yeah, I'm going to cancel it. I'm going to tell him it didn't work. I'm going to get my money back. Yeah, genius. Yeah. So I'm like, how can I lose? So I did it, and uh, I used to go home. I remember, and uh, we used to role play. Me and my wife. You know, you tell me the objection, and I practice the objection handler. It was like, uh, I was you a took true, it seriously. Yeah, I was a yeah. true student of the game yeah. until I memorized it. And you know, I remember I went out on my first appointment. Um, got the listing, nailed it, and you know, you got to have that first win yeah. early on. Yeah, a lot of people in this business, I feel like, uh, you know, they get in, they get burnt out, they don't learn it quick enough, uh, or they don't learn it at all. Yeah, they end up getting out because they don't see those early wins. Mm-hmm. It takes a while. To it's get crazy. Going. Think about how many sales guys we've met. How many people don't want to role play with their colleagues in the office? It drives me crazy. That, that are in the business, let alone go take it home. And role play with their wife for work. It's, I just, it speaks even, volumes. Even me when I was young in the mortgage industry, I would call my friends and be like, hey, man, give me an objection. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. I wanted to, the drive wanted home. to be good. Yeah. Right. The drive home was, was, was point, role play. Yeah. You know, like I remember when I first started at Quicken <clears throat> and I worked like 70, 80 hours or whatever, right? right. And it, it was just like how it was so hard to get one deal. Because I really didn't know what I was doing either. But, you know, and I see these guys around me slamming three, four, five on the board a day. Yep. And I'm like, I got burnt out. I was like, dude, I'm out. Yeah, but if you would have mortgages, you I'm never st- doing it again. You own a mortgage yeah. company. Yeah. Right. Right. Well if you it. stick through it, it's practice. It's being, a, a, you got to get, it doesn't just happen. It doesn't matter how good you are, no matter how talented yeah. you are, you have to work at it regardless. Hone your craft. You yeah. always see those people who get lucky too, right? Sometimes you like, I don't believe in luck. When you start with like a class, so like at like Quicken or UWM, like, Everyone's real competitive within that class, and all right. of a sudden you see like one person who everyone was like, "Fuck that person!" Right? All of a sudden get like ten deals, and mm-hmm. you're like, "They're lucky, they're lucky," you know. But really, they probably just grind. Yeah, they grinded it out. No, yeah. they grinded it out. So yeah. So fast forward. But, so now you start going getting lists. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, what's what's crazy though is when it comes down to the objections. There's only about ten objections that we all get in any industry. They're all the same. Selling insurance, yeah. real yep. estate, whatever. Yeah. I want to talk to my wife. Uh, whatever it is, right? Now's yeah. the time. Learn that. I mean, it's it sounds so simple. There's ten objections. Learn mm-hmm. the best answers. I mean, I used to write them out, yeah. like write them out like I was studying for a test until I memorized them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when someone says, you know, hey, my buddy's going to do it for two percent, we, I mean, I've got the best answer. So when I say it, their eyes just light up and they realize <laughs> yeah. this guy's a pro. Yeah. Right. And it always comes from a good place. As long as it's like true or not, it's like, dude, you really want to pay less, but you're not going to get all this, right? Right. You have right. to, you've got to handle the objection by also providing value on top of it, right? Like what's the value you're telling me, right? You got to mean it. You got to believe in what you're doing because mm-hmm. if you're just, people can see that you're not authentic well, if you're just saying the line. And right? the beauty about it all is, you don't pay it until it sells. Absolutely. So Absolutely. what's the worst, right? If I'm cost 3% and he costs 2%, but your bottom line is still where you want it to be. Let me sell your house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> so you go you go through that thing. Uh, you get really I go through that. I, I got confidence now, right? I know mm-hmm. what to say when someone says this, and I know what to say when someone – so uh, you got to have confidence. Like you got you to gotta be able to believe that you can fly off that building. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I believed. And then once you believe, you have no problem making the calls. 
Right. If you're in sales, you got to fill up that pipeline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You okay. just said, uh, you know, the guy got lucky. You know, he put up ten. Uh, I mean, you might get lucky with a deal here or there. You right. Know, you, you turn over a rock and you end up finding a diamond. Fine. Yeah, you don't but, get lucky every day. You don't get. You're not going <laughs> to turn over ten diamonds. You've got to turn over a lot yeah. of rocks. Yeah. So I started getting on the phones. I was on the phones. I remember um, from uh, so my routine was uh, it was heavy accountability. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was all about you know I was complacent at the time. You mm-hmm. know I was making a, a hundred, hundred fifty, two hundred thousand a year for me living at uh, at the time. I got married and uh, you know didn't have much bills. It was a lot of money. So complacency started kicking in. Mm-hmm. You're you know, comfortable. Comfortable. Yeah. yeah. You know why do I need more? Uh, so I set up uh, an accountability. Uh, uh, platform with uh, a guy named Jim Arminiak. I don't even know if he's still in the business. I was searching for him the other day. Couldn't yeah. find him. Jim, if you're out there, <laughs> give us a call. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Jim was uh, with me in the office, and uh, what we did was I wrote him out uh, 10 checks, and he wrote me out 10 checks. I wrote 10 checks to Jim Arminiak for 100 bucks each. If you weren't in the office, the deal was by 7 a.m., the office clock was uh, right above the receptionist's desk. It didn't matter if it was snowing. It didn't matter if your mom died. It didn't. You lose the hundred dollars. It's a hundred bucks yeah. if you weren't in by <laughs> I've heard seven a.m. Yeah. And for me, uh, I don't even lose five dollars. Yeah, if I lose yeah, $5, yeah, yeah. It's a bad day. Yeah. It's a job, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, whoever lost the ten checks, the game was over. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, long story short, this got me <clears> on a routine to be in the office by seven a.m. We'd print off our expired listings at 7.30. Me and him would role play for a half hour. And then the law was at 8 o'clock, you can start calling. Yeah. Me and Jeff Glover at the time were uh, very competitive. Glover just got in the business uh, maybe, uh, uh, I don't know, within a few months of when I got in the business. Yeah. Um, so we're both calling expires at 8 o'clock. We're both racing the clock. You know, he'd call at 7.57. I'd call 7.58, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. just trying to beat it yeah. by a minute yeah. or two, you know, trying to get to it first. Um, but that competition – is what uh, you know kept me sharp. Mm-hmm. Uh, long story short, uh, Jim lost his checks, but <laughs> it took about six months for him to lose his checks. During those six months, I was on a routine. Really? I was on a roll. Whatever, yeah. So from eight o'clock until eleven o'clock every day, we were making calls. Yeah. But we got on this routine. Jim made a lot of money, even though he lost a thousand dollars. It was worth it. Yeah. We stuck with this for about three years. Yeah. Continuing to make calls. Is yeah. that Coldwell Banker or were you at? Uh, I'm still at Coldwell Banker these days. Oh, uh, yeah. At that time. Yeah. So uh, that got me in a routine. Okay. Um, I was on the phone literally uh, all day long. I, you start to get, you get into this high, right? Yeah. It's just, you're chasing this, these calls and you know what to say. And, um, so I was on setting appointments all day. I was either on appointments or uh, on Send the phone. Them, yeah. Right. Eventually, you know, you start getting 20, 30, 40, 50 listings. Um, couldn't handle it. Um, had to hire uh, an assistant. So hired a first assistant to handle all the paperwork for me. Then the buyer calls start coming in, right, from all the signs yeah. in the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to go out and run with these buyers. Right. Now I just want to get listings. I'm just in the office all day. You're I don't have to drive up. around. Right. I don't have to work evenings. Where were you getting the leads back then? Um, Zillow doesn't exist, right? It, it was Red X. Okay. Red X back then for expired listings. Back then, we didn't buy leads. Right. There was no Zillow. Red Traffic X. came right to our website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was one of the first to have, uh, it was a real estate webmaster's website, which was, uh, you know, organic <coughs> traffic. So mm-hmm. the leads used to, we didn't have to buy leads back yeah. then. Not, yeah. yeah. That's a good life. So, yeah. uh, you know, I'm setting appointments. I got an assistant and just rocking out the listings. The mm-hmm. buyer calls are coming in. So I hire my first buyer's agent, Sandy Raiden. Again, leveraging. I didn't want to work with buyers. I was laser focused. I just want to keep getting listings. Right. I bring Sandy Raiden in. I tell her, listen, your job. At the time, there's no teams. You yeah, know, you're just like, creating this. Right this now. is yeah. uncharted territory. Yeah, yeah. At the time, I'm watching on the board uh, John Goodman. You know, he was a big agent at the time in Northville, and he's putting up like 10 listings a month. And I remember talking to my wife saying, God, can you imagine what it would be like? What it would be like? Can you imagine John sitting at his uh, kitchen table with his wife talking about how he brought in, you know, $50,000, $100,000 this month? Yeah. You know, it's all yeah. a dream at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I bring Sandy in and I tell her, listen, uh, your job is I just want you to handle all the buyer calls. You know, Sandy's a student of the game too. Blind Faith. Yeah. I love Blind Faith. She yeah. came in. She just did exactly what I told her. Just take the buyer calls, run with the buyers. I'm going to keep getting listings. I just had this plan. Follow my lead. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Let's run. Yeah. yeah. So she did it. And uh, from there, the team just grew. You know, it was more leads than Sandy could handle. So we had to hire another buyer's agent and just started leveraging uh, leveraging time. 
Yeah. So now, like, fast forward, obviously, then you went over to Keller Williams because they started having the team model, right? I actually got pushed out of Coldwell Banker. You got pushed out? I got pushed out. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe that? Well, what happened so, there? That uh, was a good move, Coldwell Banker. <laughs> yeah. So at the time, uh, a guy named uh, husband and wife, Paul Schweitzer, Paul and Kathy Schweitzer, uh, I owe a lot to them because they brought they introduced Mike yeah. Perry to me, right? Yeah. But uh, uh, a few years into the game, uh, I had uh, – I had this weird last name, Zoeda, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. People were like, they couldn't pronounce it, couldn't spell it. And so, I know the feeling. Yeah. I'm a Basilakis, I get <laughs> there it. There you go. Yeah. So people would call the office and they'd uh, screw up the name and then end up getting transferred to another mark. <laughs> so uh, my uncle uh, came up with, you know, why don't you go by Mark Z? Just mm-hmm. shorten it to yeah. Mark Z. I'm like, I love it. I'm going to try it, yeah. right? Yeah, let's run with it. I'm that guy that just keeps throwing shit at the wall, right? Something's going to stick. Fuck it, let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah. So uh, everyone thinks all the ideas are, wow, it's genius. I'm like, you don't know about the 99 other ideas <laughs> right, yeah, that just right. suck, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. see the one that made it. Right. <laughs> so uh, I go with Mark Z. The signs, uh, I, I remember uh, I came up with the first sign that had this big Z on it. At the time, that was also never happening. Uh, you know, it was just the uh, the real estate signs with Coldwell Banker, Century yeah. 21, Remax. They were right? flashy. It was what I, yeah, you were like a second thought. You know, all these companies just brand themselves. They're smart. I mean, if I was a brokerage, I'd want to brand my name. Right. Yeah. Right. And uh, Coldwell Banker was intimidated by this whole team thing that I was doing. Like, you know, hey, what's, are you starting a brokerage within our brokerage? What they didn't get it. Yeah, they were like freaked out by it. Right? They were freaked yeah. out by it. They didn't like the fact that the Z was bigger than the Coldwell Banker. Yeah. And they actually came in. Uh, some I got some letter from corporate that said uh, you're gonna have to shrink that Z down so it's smaller than Coldwell Banker. We don't like the fact that you know these are our billboards out there and we want, we want our name yeah. to be the prominent one. Which I get. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh, went back and forth, and uh, Paul Schweitzer said uh, it's coming down to you either having to change your signs or you're gonna have to leave. Yeah, I. You were like peace out. I yeah I left. I'm keeping the signs. Yeah. Okay. Um, I talked to Gary Keller um, at the time. You know, directly. Directly. Wow. This was uh, 13 years ago. I mean, yeah, at the time, yeah, yeah. Uh, Keller Williams was small. I, yeah. I don't think there was uh, three, 400 agents in Michigan. It's mm-hmm. like EXP now. Right. That's what's funny is history's repeating itself. This was Keller Williams back then. Yeah. Called Gary. Gary uh, Gary was pro team at the time. He understood the concept, and he was all about agent growth, and your success is our success. Totally different concept. Yep. You do whatever you want. If, if you grow, we grow. Yep. That was his concept. Yeah. So he was good with it. He was good with me building my brand. Yeah. So uh, I switched over to Keller Williams, and uh, life was great for, uh, gosh, 10, 12, 13 years. Yeah. For so, a long time. In that, so, so we'll, since we're there, let's go ahead and transition into the move to EXP, right? So Keller's great for teams. And, you know, I think you mentioned Glover. Glover's still there. He's, he's got his team. He's doing his thing. Absolutely. W- what enticed you? Because here's the reality. I mean, like people are like, "Oh, EXP, it's a pyramid scheme. It's bullshit. It doesn't work." You hear that a lot, right? Yeah, to be fair, yeah, for sure. So, why the move to EXP? That's a big move because at that time when you made the move, you had a really big team. You were doing some good numbers. So, why the switch? Honestly, uh, the plan was never EXP. The plan was uh, this building came up for sale okay. uh, a couple miles from Keller Williams. I knew that if I was to ever go out on my own. Uh, I would do my own brokerage, but stay in the same vicinity. Yeah. This building comes up for sale. I buy it. Uh, so for a year in the making, I'm thinking I'm going to go out and do my own brokerage. Yeah. I even tell my team leader, Wendy, um, she was awesome. I told her, hey, this is my plan. I plan on doing my own thing. Yeah. Um, she was cool. She's like, just let us know 30, 60 days before you go. We understand. Yeah. Uh, you know, we tried negotiating a million different ways to try to, you know, maybe make it a mega agent Keller Williams office. Yeah. Uh, just didn't work. I just seen. I don't know how to say this without uh, no disrespect intended. I just, at the time, I was like, I don't see the value besides the name on the sign. Yeah, I own my own computers, just similar to what you, we were just talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, I own my own computers, my own staff, my own phone numbers, mm-hmm. um, all the branding. I don't get any leads. Uh, at some point, you're, the value you're running your yeah. yeah, you're running your own business and, and doing your own books without having that the upside, right? Yeah, exactly. The and that's full why, upside. Yeah, and I feel like you know over the next few years, uh, you know, brokerages are going to have a very tough time uh, depicting value to agents, other than just, hey, you need a brokerage, so right. choose right. us. Yeah, right. what's the value proposition, right? Yeah, what's yeah. the value yeah. proposition, and and who's doing the training at these brokerages? Most of them are, you know, people who have never been on the front lines, mm. which yeah. which is a problem. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. So I just it came down to even if you charge me ten thousand dollars for the year, which is 
crazy to just pay Keller Williams $10,000. That's nothing, right? Yeah. I wouldn't even, not even a thousand dollars. Like there was no value in, in the name matter. for me. Yeah, it wouldn't All matter. of my business came because people were calling Mark, Mark Z. Z. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Keller Williams wasn't putting up billboards. Keller Williams wasn't putting up. I mean, our brand was actually bigger than, than the big yeah. box name when, know, in the area. Yeah, for sure. When did you decide to really go all in on branding yourself? Because I mean, your brand, you've done a great job. Right, you're everywhere. Yeah, well, but when, can, when can you hold on to that yeah, question? Because yeah. I want to finish the EXP thing. We'll okay, go back yeah, to that. for yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into the marketing. Okay, so you're the boss here, right? Yeah, I, I run yeah. the show. <laughs> it's my job. He likes to think it's so. My job. Yeah. Only, only for this hour. Yeah. Today. yeah, just this hour. This is the only time. <laughs> so, uh, so it was all planned. I was going to go out on my own. Then some guys that I mastermind with. Uh, you know, a lot of our ideas that we come up that I come up with are from guys across the country. That you know, we mastermind. Hey, this work, that work. Who do you use for this? That. They're like, check out EXP. You got to check out EXP. At the time, I'm like, I'm anti-brokerage. I'm like, I'm not giving any brokerage any mm-hmm. money. I'm not using their name. What I am I getting? Yeah, yeah. What am I doing? Yeah. No way. I thought it was just another name because to me, all the brokerage is the same thing, right? Just another name on the sign. Correct. Right. I didn't realize that EXP was different. I watched the webinar. I couldn't sleep that night. You You're know, excited. It, awesome. I was turning. I was. I just realized this is the next industry disruptor. Like I've watched uh, Amazon destroy the entire retail world. Mm-hmm. I watched Blockbuster dis- or uh, Netflix destroy Blockbuster. Yeah, there's always something else. The, the, the whole travel industry got disrupted. Yeah, I'm like, this is going to disrupt the entire brokerage model. This is cloud-based. Uh, I seen my Keller Williams office. There was 300 agents there. I seen 15 show up every day. Yeah, you know, so the concept it just made sense. I showed it to my wife. Because she's an attorney. She redlines everything. Sure. Tells me mm-hmm. all the reasons why things can't yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like this word. I yeah. don't like that word. Yeah. Right, right. Her answer to me was, Mark, let's think about this. If we go out on our own, how are you going to be able to compete against EXP? What are you going to say when your agents bring EXP to you and say, hey, I get stocks when I close my first deal. I get uh, stock shares when I cap. I get my entire cap back. I get to buy stock at 20% off. I get revenue share. Every time I bring another agent, I get a percent of their commission. Like, how are you going to compete? Are you going to be able to do all those things? There's no way I could. You didn't have that benefit package. You right. they didn't I, have that. I didn't have that. And I realized if I teamed up with them, you know that old cliche, if you can't beat them, join them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I team up with them, I could sell all that value proposition. Right. To your you people, know? yeah. To my people. It'll help your growth. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was a way to give back to my people. Right now, they have a retirement. Because you're doing this anyways, why not add another benefit to it, right? Exactly, and we're not doing anything more than just selling houses. Right. So yeah, back to what you said uh, about it being a pyramid scheme. Uh, I mean, to me, the the ultimate pyramid schemes are companies where there is no revenue share, where one man is taking it all at the top, and everybody else is getting getting paid salaries. Right. Salespeople, you know, get a piece Mm -hmm. of the commission. Right. That's a pyramid scheme to me. Right. Like Ford. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? a, a lot, yeah, almost every company. Yeah, I mean, if you think about, it, I mean, Century Twenty One, Remax. Yeah, uh, these guys. There's one man at the top making a boatload of money. Making a boatload, you know, the franchise fee they call it. Yeah, making mm-hmm. a boatload of money, and the salespeople uh, all grow the company because realtors bring realtors. That's just how the company grows most of the time. Yeah, every office manager is always hounding all the agents. Hey, who do you know? You know, introduce me to the co-op agent. It's realtors that are growing all of these companies. Yeah, they get nothing for it. So if one man's at the top taking it all, to mm. me, that's the whole pyramid scheme. Yeah. In this model, uh, we're not selling anything. You just sell what you normally sell, which is houses. But we're not selling no products. We're not selling makeup, shampoo. We're not selling anything. We're right. just saying, mm-hmm. hey, everybody needs a brokerage to sell with. You got to have a brokerage you know, yeah. under, over you. So why not sell it with this brokerage? That gives you all this stuff back. Yeah. And just do what you normally do. Yeah. We're not out peddling makeup for, uh, you know, $50 that you can buy for 10 just so we can all make something behind the scenes. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to sell houses and make more and have more value with Broker Jacks, right? Like, why would you not go to Broker Jacks over Brokerage Y, right? Exactly. Exactly. Doing nothing more. Just even if someone's making money over you, who, who what cares? Does it matter? Why are you are counting you- their money? Yeah, exactly. Right? Can you, someone's going to be counting can your you money. count more of yours? Yeah, it's interesting. It's a different. It's a definitely a different different model. Now, being it's that it's abundance cl- Here's the thing, though. Being that it's cloud based, you you made a decision to actually have an office, and you've got you know the the, the Shark Tank, which I've seen, which is kind of just if anybody knows out there, he's got a 
You've got sharks. Yeah, we got a five thousand gallon shark tank. It's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was what? something that was on my uh, that was on my bucket list. It's something yeah. I've always wanted my whole life, that's and uh, got to check that off. He legit has sharks. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, How so many sharks? We got two black tips. What do you guys feed them? Uh, they feed them uh, the drawfish, calamari, bad, bad agents, other fish. Yeah, bad <laughs> agents. Yeah. Someone doesn't hit their goals. <laughs> swimming with the sharks. Yeah, go to the shark tank. <laughs> yeah. So, so okay, let's go back to the marketing piece, man. So obviously, so just so the audience out there understands, Mark is like everywhere. He's like on billboards. He's got the jingle. He's on every radio station. You can't like everybody like like the the kid your friend was singing his song like like that's yeah when you get to a point where people are singing your song I mean that's really good marketing whether it's you know when people make funny whatever it is they your people know who you are so Everywhere. how did you get there what did you what did you decide like at the, at what point were you like you know what I'm gonna start investing uh, in billboards and in marketing and this you know it's a stepping stone it's not something uh, you know you can do overnight um, it's like crack. It is crack. It's addicting when you start seeing the results. Start with yeah. a little bit and keep Similar going. Similar to what uh, we were talking about before the show started about the podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys said you started off with 30 visitors. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then. Just grows uh, and grows and grows and grows. You know, at first when you guys started this, uh, you had a different intention. Now you guys actually love it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. about the show now, right? Now like it's at, about at the first show. we're like, oh, how can we get, we can you talk know, to agents. How can we get business? business? So now it's like, I don't even, like, honestly, God, I don't care. If, yeah, I guess never show. calls me again. It was just awesome to have him on the show, right? Yeah. right? And so that's that's what changes the entire game is when you actually stop chasing the money. Yeah. And start focusing on the value that you're bringing. Right? And you guys are having fun. You guys seen results. Yeah. yeah. Right? And so that's what took you to... Uh, that's what that's what keeps you guys going now is you guys are actually seeing the results. Yeah. You're seeing it grow. It's you're like having fun out. with yeah, it. Yeah, you feel good. Yeah, 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 of course. Absolutely. So you started off. What did you start with? I'm just curious. Like, where did you where did you start putting so your money? I started with uh, what we just talked about with the Z on the sign. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and do then you have I, something to do with the Z apartments. Yeah, that's yeah. all his. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All his. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's the same. I always Z, bro. see it. Yeah. 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 Uh, I was like, man, someone's like. Yeah. So now you're into real estate. We'll talk to Zorro. That's very good. Did you start Zorro? I did not start Zorro, but yeah. uh, that's another brand. Yeah. Uh, so I see, you know, when I put the Z on the signs, mm-hmm. people started noticing the signs. But what they don't realize that's is different. it's not so much that they uh, – so it's a combination. I had the Z on the signs. People started driving by seeing the Z on the signs. Well, everybody's got signs out there, but you drive by them and you just never notice them because they all look the same, right? right. It's mm-hmm. the same Remax sign, yep. same Coldwell Banker sign. Or people have their name on it, but it'll be like an inch big. Right. Right. Yeah. Who's going to notice that? Right. When you pass by the Z, you notice it. You know, yeah. it's 12 inches, 14 inches it's, big. It's noticeable. Yeah. Very noticeable. So it's that in combination with you got to have a lot of signs out there. Mm-hmm. Right. Just because you have one sign, you know, it's not going to be noticeable. So right. when you have 100, 150 signs out in the ground and it's something that's big and noticeable, those are your billboards. Yeah. And we're, uh, we're lucky enough in this industry where you get to put up billboards in front of every single person's house. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's crazy to me how so many agents just continue to use the company's signs. Oh, they they don't think marketing. A lot of agents don't think about marketing. A lot of businesses right. agents aren't marketed marketing yeah. like focused, right? Right. So then did you go to billboards after that? Uh no. I went to uh to radio. Radio. Um, I think that was what the the first mass uh marketing tool that I tried was uh was radio. Um, got on board with Mike Valeni, you yeah. know, 97 won the yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, did a third party, uh, or, uh, an endorsement with him. Yeah. Had him, uh, endorse me. That's strong. You know, when you get on the mm-hmm. radio, it's one thing to get on and uh, do your own commercials, but when you get on and you have a uh, personality as big as Mike, yeah. um, Good endorsing you, yeah. it's like instant gratification. Right. That in combination with uh, guaranteed sold or I'll buy it. Yeah. That just blew up. Yeah. So tell that the audience about that. So what does that, what does that mean? How does that work? It works just like it says. Uh, we guarantee. Now, you know, there's two parts of that. Uh, others have tried to do it. It's not believable, though, right? So you got to have a brand that's big enough that people actually believe that you're able to buy their house. Yeah. Right? If John Smith starts uh, guaranteed sold or I'll buy it tomorrow, A, he's got to market it because nobody's going to know about it. Right. You know, you can have the best, the best value proposition ever, the best call to action. But if nobody knows about it. Right. What good is it? Right. Or John Smith better pull up in a Rolls Royce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so it works just like uh, just like it sounds. Um, we guarantee that we'll sell it within X amount of days, or we step up and buy it. Yeah, that's what you put your money where your mouth is. And, yeah. then, and then obviously you've you've done this whole thing with your marketing, where it's like now you've gone complete sat market saturation. You're kind of like everywhere: billboards, radio, 
uh, digital. You're, you're every, everywhere I look, I see Mark Z and everywhere. So that that's really good. So so now you're probably driving a lot of leads. So now you've got to create the infrastructure to kind of handle all that. So talk to me about kind of like the the struggle of like the growth because like yeah, you can get all the leads in the world, but if you can't handle them properly, like it doesn't matter. Yeah, you've got to have uh, you got to have back office support um, systems tools. Uh, CRMs, uh, tracking mechanisms, because what good is a marketing if you don't know what's working and what's not? Yeah. Um, that's also a big problem with growth is as you grow, uh, you know, too big, uh, you can't track where the business is so coming from. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. How do yeah. you do that? So, like, you know, it's tough because of billboard, you've got radio, you've got all this stuff. So what's working, what's not working? How do you gauge that? And people will tell you funny, before we had billboards, people were saying, uh, when we said, where do you hear about us? Oh, I seen your billboard. We never had a billboard at the time. Uh-huh. Right, so people just perceive that they see you everywhere. That's interesting. Um, but we're animals about you know uh, asking them where we where we source it from. So you're trying you're trying to get from the. Yeah, I've got, got my agents um, on board with the fact that listen, if you don't help me find out where these leads are coming from, I can't put more money into that marketing source. Mm, yeah. So right. I may be spending more on Zillow when I should be spending it on TV. Right. Mm-hmm. So you've got to help. So you know people say uh, I heard on the radio. Great. What's your favorite radio station? Oh, I listened to uh, 97.1. So now you know they're from 97.1. So now, yeah. So we try to track every lead on, you know, where it came from so we know what's working and what's not. Mm -hmm. You also made a decision to put yourself out there quite a bit, right? Like you're out there and you're, I mean, you're out there, right? So how do you, because I I, kind of do a little bit of the same thing. And and how do you manage that? Now, how, you know, your your kids are on your your commercials, which are, you know, they're cute, really cute. They work. You only see 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I got two and three year old. I totally get it. But like, so you're putting putting yourself out there. How how do you manage that? How comfortable are you doing that? And you know what I mean? Like, like, as far as that goes, how does that feel? Yeah, that was a big decision. Uh, You know, when we did the TV commercials, I actually started off doing the TV commercials just by myself. Yeah. And it didn't work. It was just another name. Uh, I, yeah. You know, you, you can only beat on your chest so often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so after a lot of research, I found uh, kids and dogs is what sells. Okay. You know, this country loves uh, they you know love the little kids. Oh, they're so cute. Yeah. And then uh, the dogs, everybody loves their pets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Did you get a dog? You know, you could do something to a human and get away with one. it. You know, more than you can with uh, with a pet. Sometimes, I mean, yeah. 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 Try to smack a dog in front of someone. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, uh, so I went with the kids, uh, at the time the kids were young, uh, but the, they had fun with it, you know, yeah. and, and because they had fun with it, we could continue doing it. Yeah. Um, they love doing it. Um, you know, when we go out, they get recognized and, uh, it's fun for them. So that's uh, awesome. As long as they have fun doing it. Um, I've got about a five year plan because, uh, once they're not cute anymore, I don't know. <laughs> well, you got to get new kids. You got to have some new babies. That's it, right? Wait a minute. We're, we're trading you up, kid. Yeah. We're getting new kids. Uh, so now what, man? Like, okay, so you've built a really healthy business, right? You've yeah. got a good team. You've got great marketing. Uh, you're creating wealth for other people now. Uh, cause I know like, you know, Zach's been on the show and there's other people now like doing well within your system, which I think is like the next evolution of a leader. But now that you've got to this point where it's all kind of working now, we're not, like, how do you, where do you go from here is the big question that I have. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's one thing to, to go out and do great for yourself, but then, uh, you know, a true testament to see if your systems and tools and what you believe works is if you can get, other people to follow in those footsteps. Yeah. Right. So, um, as you grow the team, uh, your team becomes your family. And so every, every, every team member that I bring on, I almost feel indebted to them and their family that, you know, they've got to succeed. If they don't succeed, I feel like I've, I've failed them. So we take it personal. Um, and you know, my management staff, they know, um, you know, the, the company, the, the team is run like, uh, like like a true uh, Fortune 500 company. I mean, we've got you know management, we've got uh, chief technology officer, um, we've got an admin manager, we've got listing manager, closing coordinator. So you know we have the infrastructure in place to continue growing. Uh, we use virtual assistants. Um, we use a lot of automation um, where things just happen behind the scenes right. through our CRMs um, in order to handle the growth during the summer months versus the the winter months because it's seasonal in this in the sure. business. But yeah. uh, so the next. Uh, the next chapter of my life is just continuing to uh, build out other agents, uh, having them grow, having them follow in the footsteps, and it's fun watching them. Uh, we got agents on the team that are going to close uh, over a hundred deals in a year. Wow. Uh, you know, Zach's only been uh, in the business. Um, gosh, she, uh, I want to say maybe uh, three or four years. Yeah, he started off on the phones. We had him on the phones. Um, Sandy's been with me uh, from day one. You know, uh, thirteen years ago. Um, she cracks a hundred deals every year. We've wow. got multiple agents that, that'll uh, that'll close uh, and make six figures. 
Um, so that's a healthy living. How many um, how many deals are you guys going to close this year? Do you think? Um, we're on pace to close uh, probably uh, close to seven hundred deals. We wow. should hit uh, 130, 140 million. Um, it's going to be our best year ever. Um, every year, you know, we try to pace up uh, anywhere from mm-hmm. five to thirty percent, just depending on you know yeah. what's going on with the market. So speaking of the market, what, so obviously we always say like in our business, winter is coming. Right. Yeah. Survive yeah. the winter. Winter's yeah. coming. Now, the last two, three years, they've been bad. They've been pretty good. The, yeah. winter, the winter hasn't been that bad. I mean, we actually saw good, good, good winners over the last two, three years. But, you know, the market's a little bit different. The economic situation's a little bit different this year. Uh, in your opinion, what do you, what do you see coming for this winter? Uh, interest rates just continue to go down. Uh, and as long as interest rates are down, you know, we got an election year coming up. Uh, I don't see anything changing. Uh, Drastic. I think things are going to remain consistent uh, as long as rates are down. Uh, it's a great time to buy. Yeah. Um, anyone that's selling prices are uh, you know at all time highs right now too. So um, all in all, whether you're buying or selling, it feels like uh, it's a, a great tr- time. Yeah, it's a we great. Yeah, I, f- I agree with that. The price of money makes a big difference, dude. You know what I mean? Like if you can huge. borrow money at like for sure three and a half, four percent, that's cheap money. You know what I mean? I just read something. Uh, don't quote me, but it said uh, I think it said that. Um, it, one uh, percent less on an interest rate is the same as a house going down twelve percent in value. Oh yeah, probably. yeah, oh yeah. Does that, that makes sense. Depending, depending yeah. on the value well, of the house, every fifty dollars or so yeah. is ten grand in a. So a then that would make sense. Right? So yeah. it's like, yeah, I mean, you got to look at it, and especially on like larger loan amounts, that interest difference could be two hundred and fifty dollars. That's Absolutely. Well, that's what I keep telling uh, yeah, people yeah, that want to wait. They're like, grand. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Well, if you wait, and let's say rates go up, and if you get a $10,000 reduction on that house, it doesn't matter. That, yeah. it's, You're it's, trading it's money. It's a it, bank, it right? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, and alternatively, if you do buy at a higher rate, like people did in you know January or December, right? Yeah. They've just all of a sudden, if staying in the home for X amount more years, right, built that much more equity without doing anything. Yeah, yep. yeah, you know, no it's, question. it's kind of insane. Yep. I think that you know, as long as, like you said, the rates stay low, you know, the opportunistic movers will move, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But most people move out of necessity anyway, so yeah. they're going to do that if rates are seven or they're three. Yep. You know what? I'll be honest, guys. Um, I don't care. Yeah, I feel like uh, this industry is recession proof. It's all in your head. Yeah. I made the most amount of money, believe it or not, back in 07, 08, 09. Yeah. When everybody was getting out of the business and mm-hmm. things were crashing, people are still always buying and selling if they're selling yeah. and moving out of state. Yeah. 90% uh, of movers probably move because of necessity. 10% might say, oh, absolutely. it's a good time. I'm thinking about selling and grabbing that equity. Rates are low. I want to go buy yeah. a new house. Yeah. It's all mindset. So uh, back when the, the economy crashed in 07, 08, every realtor was getting out of the business. Nobody could sell homes. Yeah. When you could sell a home, you were a hero. Right. right now is actually harder for us because it's harder to, to so show that value proposition. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Because Flooded. anybody can go out and sell a house. Anybody can mm-hmm. go out and find a house. So it's well, hard there's to a st- million agents. Exactly. So I don't want to sound cynical like I'm waiting for the market to crash, but um it wouldn't affect us negatively. Bring either it on, way. Right? We all we always say this. I mean, we want sometimes we're like I want rates to go up cuz cuz we want to shake out all the fat, you know yeah. what I mean? It it's is like, crazy. I, like in my head I'm like when I keep seeing the bond go down, I don't like it. Because it's making my business more focused on refinances as opposed to purchases. Mm, yeah, right? purchases where we're at. Yeah, and that's what grows the business. Yeah, absolutely. It's, so the next chapter, I mean, to keep going on what you're saying, uh, the next chapter is just to keep watching this agent growth. We're bringing things to the market that I don't feel uh, any other brokerage can compete with. Quite frankly, uh, for example, you just brought up Zach Jones. We just put Zach Jones up on a billboard for a week. Yeah, because he won a contest. I mean, what brokerage? We're empowering our agents. We're we're spotlighting our agents. We're bringing value to the agents. I just said, uh, you know, early in the conversation that brokerages are going to have a hard time giving out value to agents. You know, just just uh, you know, saying we're going to train you and we're going to give you a, you know, you got this desk and here's a phone. That's not good enough in today's world. Not anymore, man. You've got to bring a lot of value. And same with the industry itself. Uh, I don't feel like there's going to even be realtors in five or ten years unless you're bringing a lot of value to the consumer. Um, so to put your agents up on billboards, to spotlight them on social media nonstop, uh, you know, it's going to be hard for our agents to ever leave us and go somewhere mm-hmm. else. They'd feel like they were downgrading. Yeah. yeah. So you just got to bring a lot of value, uh, whether it's mortgages, uh, because technology is it's squeezing everybody yeah. that isn't bringing yeah. value to the world. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You gotta I always value. say, uh, you know, money is just uh, is just a measurement of the value that you bring. 
Mm-hmm. It's all yeah. value based. If you bring right. value, you will always be okay. That's yeah. why, no matter what. I mean, there's even though you've got like uh, Travelocity and all these, but I still use a travel agent because they bring me a lot of value. They handle 100%. they handle my stuff, right? But there, there's very few of them. But the ones that do it well survived and are really flourishing now. Right? If you were going to Europe, yeah, I mean, don't you want a travel agent that's going to guide you, tell you where to stay, yeah. what mm-hmm. restaurants, right? Yeah, bro. Yeah, I don't want to go on the, the internet. Of money, right? You know, right. Yeah. Or but maybe again, you might save a little and have a bad time. But it's like a different like look at, I think I paid a, like I looked out in it, right? I paid an extra two, I went to Greece this summer. I think my Did my, you? Yeah. Oh, I want to go. It's amazing. So but like uh Mykonos? Uh I met my wife at Mykonos actually. Oh. So I'll tell I'll tell you that after okay. off the off the air. That's a funny story. So uh, so anyways, my whole point is they handled everything. Do we had a delay? I was on the phone with them, they had it they had us all handled. We missed, like they, they took care yeah. of all of it. So I'm just saying, I guess that, again, that's value, right? People you, if there's value there, people will use it. You know, so that's that's big that you focus on that. Um, so now what? Are, are you growing your team? Uh, how many people do you have on your team? Do you want more? Yeah, we're uh, we're around thirty five. I think thirty five, forty people. Yeah, uh, I can't stop the growth now. Uh, you know, with everything we're doing, uh, you know, people knock on the door every week. They want to be a part of it. Yeah, um, not everybody's the right fit. Um, we spend a, money, a lot of money on leads. Uh, you know, we spend. Uh, what gosh. is your spend a month? On, I'm just curious, man. Uh, you know what? Overall marketing. Overall marketing. I just got. Uh, I was sitting with. Uh, our, we have a management meeting every Tuesday, and uh, I was sitting with them yesterday, and uh, I got a text from my uh, controller, my accountant, and she said, uh, "You got to push forty three thousand to the credit card. Um, we can't put anything else on it." Forty three thousand was because the credit card bill was one hundred and forty three thousand. I had to get it down to one hundred thousand so we could give it. So our spend is um, that Avex is melting. Yeah, yeah. So right now, uh, the first hundred and fifty thousand, hundred and sixty thousand that comes in in commissions goes to yeah. pay for the marketing. That's wild. That's uh, over. So it's like close to two million dollars a year. Almost two million a year, yeah. right? But you got to spend money to make money. Yeah. Um, Again, if there's value there, you do it. Yeah, yeah. But we got to just keep a very close eye on because when you're spending one hundred fifty thousand a month. When you come up to those winter months, uh, yeah, it's you, lean. You, you can't float too long <laughs> yeah. if, if it's not coming in. Uh, yeah. It's not fun pulling out a yeah. uh, hundred thousand out of your personal account because the business couldn't pay for it. Yeah, so. our, yeah. our controller sitting right here. He, he, I always try to spend money. It's like, dude, chill out. Yeah, yeah. it's not there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And no. In reality, like you can really only forecast like. 60 to 90 days. Yeah. You know, you 100%. Know. Yeah, in our business, it's, it's tough to tell what's going to happen all the time. You know what I mean? We so. would have never thought rates would be this low back in December. No, I mean, it's all crazy. I've heard for the last three years are rates, rates are going up. That's yeah. what we're telling our clients. Rates yeah. are going up. Rates are going up. Rates and now the big talk is, well, there's a second rate cut, right? There's yeah. another one coming. Yeah, and now, yeah, like, you got all these people. It's like, dude, you could save one point in interest right now, $250 a month. I think there's another rate cut coming. All right. And what if it doesn't? Yeah. So I was talking to my banker uh, the other day about a refinance on yeah. uh, one of my apartment buildings, and he told me that uh, we don't care what happens with rates. We're not going below this rate. The, the, the private money is not going yeah. down. Totally so, so they told me we don't care what happens with the treasury. We don't, yeah. Just know. We're not going below. Yeah, this. Yeah. We don't care what happens. We can't. Private money is totally yeah. different. Private money, commercial jumbos. These these yeah. companies they're not they're not moving like 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 like. Uh, it's getting credit. silly, right? It yeah. is. It's getting crazy. <laughs> so we're gonna we do this thing called three questions. We're running out of time, so I want to get to it. So first question for you, Mark. It, yeah, it goes fast. I told wow. you. I told you. Yeah. It's fast. Flies. Uh, first I didn't qu- get to tell you my story yet. <laughs> is there more? Is there yeah. more? Uh, like, what? You have to come back on. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you back on. We'll do a part two. Um, first question: What scares Mark Z? Ah, what scares Mark Z? Uh, you know what? What did scare Mark Z until the past couple weeks um, was uh, letting the world in on my personal life. Yeah. Um, I'm not. Uh, I wasn't big on social media. Yeah, it's probably the weakest part of my business. Um, but if you start checking out the social media in the last three weeks, you'll see that something totally changed. Um, so you got to practice what you preach. You know, I always tell people to get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, so I'm getting out of my comfort zone and I'm letting the world into my personal life. All and, right. Uh, Gonna blow it up on social so media. So everybody follow Mark Z on, yeah. on Twitter, and Instagram, Instagram. At sold yeah. by Mark yeah. Z. There you go. Um, second question: If you could be one animal in the animal kingdom, what would it be and why? A shark. Come on. Yeah, you got <laughs> top that's of a, the food chain. It's so easy. That might be the quickest response. Yeah, it was a pretty <laughs> quick. I mean, he, he has I sharks, like dude. Yeah, yeah. Some people are like a lemur. Uh, he never really <laughs> answered the first question, though. You said that uh, up until a couple of weeks ago that scared you. So what scares you now? Oh, ah, good question. Uh, Gosh, I'm not big on uh, you know jumping from planes, uh, heights, uh, yeah, heights. Uh, roller coasters. I, I I have no desire to be 
to be scared. So I avoid everything that <laughs> <Yeah>. I possibly <laughs> yeah. That's a good answer. Everything's crazy. That's a good answer. Yeah. And I like this one. I think this will be a good one for you. If you could spend uh, one week in somebody else's body, who would it be and why? Anybody. Dead, living. Doesn't Gosh, matter. yeah. Great question. Um, man, you know what? Uh, I'm very comfortable and uh, – you know, if I were to die tomorrow, I honestly say that uh, I live every day uh, to the fullest. Uh, I'm great in my own body. You're I, good, you I, know, you're I like, never wish or desire. Uh, thank God, it's. Uh, I've never wished or desired to to be anyone else. Um, I, I'm good with the way it is. But to answer your question about what scares me, and now I know what it is. <laughs> it's being broke. Yeah, being broke. <laughs> there it is. Honestly, because yeah. uh, once you reach a certain lifestyle and uh, you, can't, and you yeah. have certain things, uh, you've always got that fear of, uh, of yeah, going back. Your monthly nut is up. Yeah, up there. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You know. So, what I mean? Besides envy, because you want to be that person, just out of like curiosity, intellectual like curiosity, experience, uh, to to be in someone else's body for a week, just to learn be? what they know, not yeah. because you're jealous of them, just to have a different perspective or experience. Yeah. Um, gosh, like I might do Jesus for a week. Yeah. Back then, you know, just to see what he was like. Yeah. Or like, I don't. Yeah, I'd have to give it some thought. I, I, uh, stumped you? Caught me off guard. Stumped you, stumped you, Mark? you stumped Mark Z. Yeah. Right. On our next follow-up episode, <laughs> yeah. you're going to have to answer that one. Yeah, right? I'm going to have to think about who I'd want to be. Uh, Mark, tell the audience how they can get a hold. I mean, obviously, you're everywhere. But you can All right, I know who I'd want to be. Oh, I got, got it. it. Okay, you got it. Okay. It's a childhood uh, mentor growing up, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan? <sighs> Man, That'd be badass. Yeah, watching that guy. Uh, <laughs> brother. Brother. Yeah. I felt like he had the what world. What you going to do? That's a good one. Do you remember his? he'd always tell you to take your vitamins? Yeah. Yeah. You got to... You know, take your take vitamins, your vitamins say your prayers. Yeah, brother. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> that's what that's what wrestling was cool. Yeah. I yeah. don't know that it's cool anymore. And that song, speaking of jingles, again, that song, you know, I want to be a real American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to be, be a real Yeah, yeah when you that, walk that's out. That's in my head, right? Yeah, so. yeah. So you still remember that. Yeah. That's marketing. Yeah. That's, that's all that's marketing. Oh, Hulkamania? I mean, that's. All of it was made marketing. Hulkamania. What you going to do? Yeah. It's interesting when you have a marketing brain, like you remember these things and you realize afterwards that it's marketing. Absolutely. You know, as you're starting to create a brand, you just, you have to be conscious. It's got to be everywhere, right? Yeah. So that's, you know, we finally got to that point where. Uh, you know, we can be on the billboards, TVs, right? Because in today's society, I, you guys have noticed it's changing. People aren't watching TV like they used to, right? right? It's Not, they've got digital and Hulu and Roku and all those things. Uh, some some people don't listen to the radio; they right. listen to uh, you know Spotify, the, Spotify whatever, yeah, that too, right? So yeah, you might not hit them on TV, you might not hit them on radio. Everybody's driving. You'll hit them there. You're gonna hit them on, on my phone. Yeah, you're, you're gonna hit them on uh, if they're driving. You're gonna hit them on the billboards. Yeah. Um, if that, if not that, you're going to hit the younger crowd. A lot of them on social media. Yeah. So that's what I mean by uh, we try to be like the air, uh, the armed services everywhere, mm-hmm. air, land, sea. I don't care where they're at. We're going to hit them. We're going to be there. It's at what awesome. At what yeah. point do cell phone companies start selling ads to unlock your phone? Where you unlock your phone, you get a five second ad. Jesus wow, Christ. that'd be crazy. Jesus yeah, Christ, they probably haven't thought of that. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a it's coming. Right. Actually, why would they not? Can we edit that out? That's a money maker, <laughs> Mark. Uh, thank you for doing our show, man. I know obviously oh, no you took time out of your life to come down to this little show to do some some talking with us. So I I appreciate it. Yeah, stand up guy. If anybody wants to reach out to him, obviously you can Google. He's everywhere. Uh, congratulations on all your success, man. Oh, thank you. Thank Re- you for having me. Really I appreciate, appreciate it. it. All right, guys, that's our show. That was interesting. Fast, fast. Wow. Jessica, thank you for everything. Yeah, you did a lot today. You, you're back there like pushing a lot of buttons. Today. I don't know <laughs> pushing a lot of buttons today. Yeah. All right, we love you, Jessica. We'll see you guys later. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Inside Real Estate, the nation's top real estate podcast. Don't forget to follow us at irepodcast.com and everywhere where podcasts are available.